0: Are your chronic constipation, bloating, and gut health problems being caused by Lyme? How do you know when to start looking for Lyme in your body? If you have celiac disease, parasites, endometriosis, or other diagnoses, could you also have Lyme? On today's episode, listen in on my conversation with Lyme expert, Heather Gray, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner like myself, who has healed herself while dealing with celiac disease, endometriosis, parasites, and Lyme. If you are new to Lyme, Lyme is a disease passed through ticks, which is particularly aggressive in people with weakened immune systems. Lyme is known as the great mimicker of diseases because it can look like so many other illnesses and cause so many other illnesses. On top of this, Lyme can be very difficult to detect and therefore often goes ignored by conventional medicine. As you listen in on Heather Gray's story, I hope you are inspired and encouraged, and I hope you feel equipped to learn when you should be looking into Lyme in your health and if you have Lyme, how you can start healing your body today. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work. Breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunk the myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Awesome, guys. Well, I'm so excited to invite onto the podcast today my friend Heather. Heather and I recently got connected because Heather is, number one, an FDN, which is one of my main credentials, stands for Functional Diagnostic Nutritionist, um, and basically FDNs I love any FDN. If if somebody has an FDN credential on there, they're immediately awesome in my book. But Heather also specializes in something that I do not specialize in. And she is, I'm so excited to be talking with her about this today. She works with clients with Lyme disease, which after she personally had 27 years of undiagnosed Lyme disease, celiac disease, Hashimoto's and endometriosis. So um, I'm... S- <laughs> I'm, I'm stumbling over this intro. I feel like I need to redo it. Um, I probably won't, I won't, I'll just cut out things, but all that being said, uh, Heather, welcome to the better belly podcast.
1: Thanks, Allison. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Awesome. So Heather, I want to share a little bit more about you, um, just from what you'd even shared with me before because i just think it's phenomenal so prior to finding fdn i already said you know you're struggling with Lyme disease celiac hashimotos and endometriosis but you were also just if someone was looking at you or if you were described things to a, a a person you you said you were overweight you were depressed anxious you were in chronic pain bloated constipated and exhausted and the interesting thing about all these symptoms it could sound just like the average person walking down the street right you know like well, I'm depressed and anxious. I get have a counselor. I I get bloated when I eat foods. I probably have a gut health problem, and and I struggle losing weight. Right, like that's kind of the, a common laundry list of things. And you said you also shared that you lost over a hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. When was this after FDN?
1: No, this was after I had my kid. Um, I had lost like 40 pounds with FDN, but um, I had okay. lost a lot after. And so that's part of the reason, yeah, I got into FDN. I heard Reed Davis as well. So I graduated back in 2013. I was kind of one of the OGs as far as FDN goes. Only like one or two classes uh, graduated before me. Um, But I heard him speak on a podcast with Sean Croxton, Underground Wellness, talking about like the root causes of, you know, all these things, because I had just been diagnosed with Lyme disease uh, and the medical route. If I would have continued with the medical route, I I do not think I'd be here today. Like all they were doing is throwing napalm at the critters with no um, support to the host whatsoever. You know, I had been sick and not working properly for decades and they were just going to war with my body. And uh, I felt like I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. And then I heard, uh, like I said, read, speak, and he talked about supporting, you know, your detox pathways, making sure you're healing your gut, you know, or your hormones balanced, like all the things that FDN does. And and like you, although at the time I hadn't gone into health, I was a hairstylist for 15 years, you know, so it just made sense to me. Like the light bulb went on and I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is this is what's going to help me get better. And it's also going to help me get into this field because I knew I needed to get out of hair because my body was falling apart and it was never anything I was passionate about to begin with. Like it, I did it because it was just kind of there, it's, I, but I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And then when I heard, F, you know, Reed speak, I was like, that's it. That's what I want to be when I grow up and I get to help myself in the process. And so that's, yeah, absolutely. What kind of started me on my path.
0: Oh my gosh, my my brain's exploding with all these questions. Okay. So, I mean, first off, it's so cool that you I love that you say you're one of the OGs. You are. And for our listeners, when we say Reed Davis, he's the creator of FDN. He's an amazing man, super phenomenal. He's actually going to be on our podcast either a little bit before or a little bit after this one airs. So, um I might put a link in the show notes if that's relevant, but um he's he's really a brilliant man and you what I want to go back to with you though, Heather, is that basically, and tell me if this is true, when you actually studied FDN, you were basically the person healing yourself. You weren't working with somebody else like with all this dramatic change, right?
1: No. And what was ridiculous is that, like I said, I had just started treatment, which I thought was going to kill me. It was a high, hardcore antibiotics and uh, anti-malarial drugs that made me batshit crazy. Um, but I no, I was going through that course like in the thick of my sickness. And I remember you don't get to actually start running the labs on yourself until you're a certain point into the course. And I remember begging at the time, I'm like, please, can we just, can we speed this process up and get my labs done? I think it'll help me get through this course, you know, better if, if, if I, you know, have some mental capacities to work with and some energy and they were pretty strong in their boundaries, which, you know, God bless them. And, but it it forced me, like most people take, you know, six months, nine months to finish that course. I did it in three and ridiculously sick, but I was just so freaking motivated to get better. Like I, that, and it's weird. It's almost like, um, it's just the way my brain is wired. Like the, the stuff I get like on an intuitive, like cellular, like it's not hard for me. Right. A lot of people, they hear a lot of these words and these concepts and it's like, goes right over their head. And to me, it just it gets written into my soul. So it was, it was, it was definitely meant to be.
0: Awesome. So, um, and I want to, I want to share with our listeners and I know I shared this with you, Heather, the main reason I wanted you on, uh, is, I am not a Lyme person. Like I know Lyme is a thing. I know it messes with people. I know it can present and look like all these other things going on. And clearly you had, you had your own layers of stuff going on, the Lyme, the Celiac, Hashimoto's, endometriosis. I'm sure that was almost layers of discovery, um, for you, but what I want to talk about is if someone's listening to this podcast and I get this with clients too, and they, they are like, I have gut health problems. I'm sure it's gut health problems. I've got the bloating, I've got the constipation or the diarrhea, I've got the acid reflux and, you know, food doesn't like me, et cetera. But Lyme is at the base of it. What tell us, how does, how does Lyme, how do Lyme and gut end up connecting? And, and what are some things people can do to start to sift out? Is it Lyme or not? What did you do? What, I mean, tell us about your story.
1: Right. So it was funny when you said, "Yeah, I usually refer lime out." And it was funny because when I re got back into my business, um, just two years ago, for the first like year and a half, I didn't, I didn't focus on lime. I I was more on the autoimmune and mental health side of it. And people were like, Heather, your story is Lyme. What are you doing? And I'm like, have you met a Lyme person? Like they're complex, they're complicated, they're sensitive, they're typically broke. They're, you know, like they're kind of some of the hardest folks to work with. And I was like, nah, man, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Um, but then, you know, about six, seven months ago, I kind of had like a God smack. And I woke up one morning and was just like, Oh God, it's time. You know, I have to, I was given a gift, right? Like I've overcome all this stuff. How can I not be a beacon for hope for people with Lyme disease? Um, so yeah, yeah. So I just had to laugh anytime anybody's like, yeah, I don't want to work with Lyme. I'm like, yeah, neither did I. <laughs> um but yeah i mean as far as so it's it's a it's can be tough to kind of unravel that rat's nest because it's all connected it's all intertwined you know because like i said i also had celiac disease i was basically born constipated right at the age of 4 years old i was sitting on the potty for so long that my feet would fall asleep um you know and at that time the doctors were just throwing band-aids at symptoms let's give her thick nasty oils to drink to soften her stool and On she goes, you know, not digging deeper into, you know, my uncle's suicide that happened that year, you know, and some of the early trauma that that caused and then, you know, caused constipation along with the fact that I was eating wheat and dairy and and
0: possibly triggering that autoimmune disorder. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, that was kind of the start of my stomach issues. And then fast forward a little farther longer, and what I found out in FDN, I've always been an animal person. I actually was going to go to vet school to begin with because of my love for animals. And so I contracted something called blastocystis hominis, which is really common in folks with animals. It's a transmuted, yeah, back and forth. And you talk about that bloating after you eat, like that stuff. I used to laugh, like I thought I was Violet off a Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Every time I got done eating, I expected an Oompa Loompa to jump out of the- (laughs) scene you know and roll roll you you away away, right (laughs) because I wish they would because oh my god it's so painful and you can just watch yourself like become pregnant and within an hour like it's insane um you know and then so the Lyme was causing uh gut issues as well um and that also could have added to that autoimmune you know kind of trigger type of thing I don't know exactly when when the celiac was triggered um but It's the great mimicker and it it can, it's a spiral shape of bacteria that can invade any tissue, any organ, any system and systematically start shutting it down. And that, and it's co infections So it usually doesn't come one by itself. You know, it's called nature's dirty needle for a reason. You know, it keeps, you know, feeding on other animals. And then by the time it gets to you, it's picked up this whole concoction of bacteria and other parasites and protozoa and co-infections. And so it's just this nasty, nasty little cocktail, you know, and then when I was 13 and I got bit, you know, with that history of celiac disease, early childhood trauma, you know, autoimmune um, I was just the perfect, the perfect host, right. Mm. You know, to develop because lots of people live, especially out East and they get bit by ticks all the time. And they're like, why didn't I get it? They're, you know, I, I, just because you get bit by a tick that is Lyme doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get Lyme. It depends on how well your immune system can fight it off. And I also had issues with mold. Um, I also had, you know, detoxification issues that I found out later, just recently with a DNA test that I did um, to shows that, you know, like too, when I got COVID, man, it kicked my ass for like two and a half weeks. And I threw everything at it, but I'm just one of those people that I don't detox well. And so it just sits there in my system, circulating, 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 and, and just causing more and more havoc. So there's a... Yeah, it's like I said. It's all it's kind of hard to tease out of you know what caused what and when, but it was just this this very snowball effect that you know by the time I'm now I had a a kid, you know my kid was nine, and you know my everything just kind of came to a head when I finally got diagnosed because I I had been to so many damn doctors and practitioners looking for answers and so many of them thought I was crazy and they would put me on antidepressants and mood stabilizers and you thought that I was attention sinking. Like it was ridiculous. The gaslighting that I went through for so freaking long. Um, and then when I finally got the answers, you know, it was just a, it was a blessing. I remember, I remember crying at the top of my lungs on the way home, driving like 65, 70 miles down the highway, tears streaming down my eyes, screaming, I told you I'm not crazy. You know, and if I finally get to write this book, that's what the name of it's going to be. I told you I'm not crazy. The realities of Lyme disease, because, Nobody believed me. They told me it was all in my head. It was just, um, it was a shit show.
0: Let me, I want to, I want to, I, I mean, this is great. I, I think Lyme needs to be talked about more and I love your passion behind all this, I want to drop in here and say, you know, if, if you'd been a client coming to me, you clearly had all the fun stuff. Blastocystis hominis. I've worked with clients like that. I've had it myself. I have podcast episodes on it. You know, you've had endometriosis. I've worked with clients with that. You've had celiac disease. I've worked with clients like that. And yet, you know, what's going to happen if someone's got Lyme is you're going to kind you're going to peel away those layers and they'll feel a little bit better, maybe, maybe not actually, they might have a really hard time feeling better. Cause a lot of times they're not detoxing well, cause their body's so shut down. Um, and it just kind of feels like, okay, we find stuff, but we're not really moving forward. And, and that's typically to me when I start thinking what's going on, you know, is mold mold can be kind of invisible. So it tends to be a deeper layer thing. Lime's extra invisible. It's like even under mold. Um, what do you do if If you get a client um, say say you have that person who comes to you and you've got all this laundry list of stuff, do you feel like do you ever go straight at and think, I know this is lime or do you always kind of clean up those top layers first what what's what's your process and when you're thinking about somebody and someone's listening and they're like, well, how do I know if I have lime if if it if it mimics everything else?
1: Good questions and a hundred and twenty percent do I start with the foundations because that is the FdN way right? That, that is the way, um, it's, uh, yeah. For those of you out there watching Mandalorian, you know, I was going to say,
0: are you quoting Mandalorian? Cause I'm loving I, that. I am, okay. I am. This is, <laughs> this is the way,
1: um, and I have spoken, um, th- th- no. So, uh, there's a phenomenal intake form that I use actually, believe it or not, that kind of helps. That's where I'll start with most folks just to kind of tease out. Is it lime, Is it mold? Is it co-infections? Is it SIBO? Is it heavy metals? Um, But I, a hundred and 30,000% 30,000% start with the foundations. Like that's part of the reason why I kept relapsing. And that's part of my biggest pet peeve in the Lyme world right now, especially with these Lyme literate doctors. Yay, we have Lyme literate doctors now. No, they're still focused on treatment only. They're still throwing napalm at people who've been sick forever. And so it pisses me, it, oh, it pisses me off. And nobody's talking about diet. Nobody's talking about stress level. No one's talking about how you're sleeping or if you're constipated. You know, so a hundred percent. I I won't even talk to them. I mean, yeah, I can use herbs and and there's other techniques that I can use to help folks overcome Lyme, and we won't even have that discussion until three, six, nine months down the road, until we've got your detox pathways open, and until we've got your gut healed, until you're pooping regularly, until your nervous system is regulated, because that was like the key linchpin to it all for me within the last two years that I've been digging deep in, you know, I've been learning somatic experiencing work. I have a new bioenergetic machine that goes in and, and tests for that very thing and helps shift that energy very gently. Right. So absolutely. I do not start at the the whole treatment and is it Lyme thing? It's let's start with square one. How are you eating? How are you, what kind of water are you drinking? What toxins are in your environment? How are you pooping? You know, are you sweating? how are you sleeping mindset? You know, what's your stress level like in your home? All that, all that needs to be addressed first. So that's why most FDNs a lot of times we we say we don't treat our diagnosed disease and we don't. And, and even calling myself the Lyme boss, there's still probably a lot of people out there who know a lot more about like the ins and outs of Lyme than I do. But I swear, if you don't focus on that foundation, you will relapse right if you you
0: either they might know more about you but they're not going to get people results because they're not sticking with kind of the stuff that actually works they're they're really big heads <laughs> or or they they're almost attacking it too straightforward um yeah. is how I would in, how I would my turn of phrase with that and yes i think that um in the world of health it's definitely not all knowledge there are people who who know, you know, they're the researchers and they know a lot, but they couldn't make anyone healthy. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, you're clearly passionate about Lyme. So (laughs) with Lyme, I mean, I'm actually a little, I mean, this is what I'm familiar with and it's, it's comforting for me to hear this from you. You start with the basics. You're going to start with the same thing I might start with probably. But the thing is, is you'll be able to get someone from, if you get down to the end of that road and you, they're like, there's still lingering stuff going on, even though they've done everything right. You know, like it, it, it looks like lime. It smells like lime. It tastes like lime. Um, plus you did that lovely, you know, intake questionnaire. So you, you get a sense of, um, even just a hint in advance of like, should we, is this something we want to have on our radar? And so that's one of your benefits of being an FDN is we don't go in and only try to fix one thing. We just really look at the whole person, keeping in mind that there's likely layers of stuff going on. And then we work with what we find as we find it. I mean, that's what I'm hearing from you. Does that sound? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it was, a, it was beautiful. So there was a two really good Lime documentaries that came out this last year. One was called The Quiet Epidemic and the other one was called The Monster Inside Me. And I remember being at the premiere of The Monster Inside Me in Denver and the director was there, and the stars were there. It's pretty cool, but at the very end of the show, she t- she showed how she um, got so, like almost healed. And then she talked about going back to her old lifestyle and how she relapsed and how important diet lifestyle was. Like, I literally stood up in the middle of the theater and I was like, yeah, Woo! yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, because that is like on the top of the mountain, what I want to scream is like, do not pass go, do not collect $200 if you do not have your foundations in place. Like. You're all the best antibiotics and methylene blue and the blah, blah, blah in the world is not going to do a world worth of shit if you're going to go back out and eat McDonald's and inflame your gut and inflame your brain. Right. Like, right. It, it just doesn't work that way, folks.
0: Right, I mean there there's a, a component of that with any any illness, but particularly with things like Lyme, autoimmune disease. But if we're thinking Lyme, I've I've heard. Tell me if I'm wrong. From what you know, Lyme doesn't really go away, but you kind of get to a point where it it can't be active uh, in your body. Yeah, put right? it in
1: remission. Yeah, Keep like remission. If, you, if you can catch it right off the bat and you're on your six weeks, eight weeks of doxycycline, you absolutely can get rid of it. Um, but I feel like that if it goes past. God I almost want to say like a year or two you're kind of chronic Lyme which is not even still recognized in the medical community and I don't even think it's a diagnosis still in the system. So yeah, that's that's fun. Um but yeah, right. you know you're 100% right. Like it is with me for the rest of my life and it just depends on how well I take care of myself. And so I came up with this really awesome um expression that I was making memes out of is that yeah, my self-care looks like a full-time or part-time job, but it's better than being full-time sick. Right. And that's what I I, I can't, it, 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 it makes me so frustrated because people are like, well, can I, when can I go back to blah, blah, blah. And when can I go back to eating blah, blah, blah. And I just don't have time for this. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's what got you sick to begin with, putting yourself on the back burner, not taking the time to take care of yourself. Like this lifestyle, this modern lifestyle that we have set up is not conducive for health. In any way, shape, or form, and when people start realizing that, I think mean, that was another one of my favorite documentaries. Was uh, I think it was called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead. Although I'm not a big I don't I don't uh, advocate for a vegetarian diet, but this was an overweight truck driver who quit his job right and found something that was more healthy and sustainable for him as he lost weight and got on his health journey. Like sometimes that's what it takes is for us to kind of shatter what we've got on right now and we have to do something different to get better you know nothing
0: changes if nothing changes so it's yeah <laughs> no i mean and basically what i'm hearing is if someone's listening to this podcast and they they've looked at doctor google and they they're familiar with like you know do i have possibly have a parasite do i have celiac do i have you know they they're weighing all these things or they've been told i have hashimotos i have endometriosis i have ibs um and they thinking, well, maybe I also have Lyme and that's why I'm not getting better. The point is you still, you just have to deal with those things in layers. You can't know off the bat, commit to the process yep. and then see if it, if it brings itself up. You might not know if you have Lyme right off, but. You know many um, people
1: I, that don't have to have treatment after we focus on the foundations, because once we clean their systems up, detox them, heal their gut, work on their nervous system, then their body takes over and goes, oh, I know how to deal
0: with this. Yes. Right? And you mentioned, you mentioned that actually really quickly. Like you said it so quick at the very opening of this podcast, um, some, some, you said it really in a, in a clicky way, uh, trying to kill, kill the, kill the infection, but not help the host or something. Yeah. What was it? Um,
1: I don't know, but no, oh, that's yeah. so funny.
0: <laughs> But the idea of our bot, we want to work with our bodies, and w- anytime you're pushing out anything, whether it's a heavy metal or a, or a pathogen or just old crud junk that you know, estrogens and 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 xenoestrogens that are in the body, whatever it is, you want to put your body in a situation where it you're working with it and not just. Saying, well, actually, the body's really sick and, and super weak. And I'm just gonna throw an antibiotic at it and it'll clean it up. And that's that's really not why. Not one of the reasons people don't get better, feel worse on an antibiotic, and sometimes won't even get better with really good uh pharmaceutical grade herbs because you have to work with the body. So um that's another thing I'm I'm hearing you say, and and really it's I'm encouraged when I'm thinking about Lyme of like, oh, okay, um, this is good. But one of the things that you've mentioned that I did want to talk more about. Um, people do talk about nervous system health when it comes to holistic healing. And you've mentioned bioenergetics, which we had a really short um, exchange in our DMs about, but I would love to hear more about bioenergetics. I've heard people mention it. I know you said you've had a really positive experience. So I'd love to hear just what, what it's been like for you to receive or go through bioenergetics, but great. And I just want to know like, more. I'm
1: running, I'm running Ready. codes on myself as we speak. This oh, The code that I'm running on myself is called female and it's actually to help boost uh, the female charisma, right? The magnetism that females are. And so it's really great to do when you're on a podcast or when you're going out to speak or you go to a networking group and you're just needing to be kind of on and magnetized and, and, and in my feminine. So Uh, yeah, I would love to actually give you a free scan. I've been, I've been doing that lately and I can't believe I didn't reach out and offer that to you, but yeah, it's mind blowing. So, um, I, I think it's because of my history with Lyme. So Lyme folks have a tendency to, geez, you talk about controversial treatments and Lyme is written all over it. Like you wouldn't believe some of the stuff I've put in my body and the stuff that I've tried to eradicate this from my system. Um, And it started with Rife. And so Rife was a, a doctor back in like 1930s, you know, who was doing, you know, frequency type medicine, you know, and frequencies when we like that opera singer, when she hits that note and she can smash that glass, it's because she hit that frequency, right? And smashed it. Everything in this world vibrates at a frequency, everything. And that's the whole kind of premise behind this type of technology. And so I've had a Rife machine, I've had an AO machine, I've had a Healy, I've had Zyto. So this is my like fifth time with this type of technology. And in the past, all those others worked really good about like scanning and telling me what was wrong with a person. But as far as like helping balance, I felt like they fell flat. And I was um, at a Mindshare conference, which I learned about because of uh, Reed Davis. He's in Mindshare. And uh, I'm like, well, if he's smart enough to be a part of that group, then I should probably check it out as well. And I thank God that I did because my, so Joe Dispenza, do you know who Joe Dispenza is? No. He was, oh my God, he's huge in this. um... He suffered uh, a fracture. He was hit by a car on his bike and um, told him he was never going to walk again. He was sitting in a wheelchair and every day he sat there and he meditated and he visualized putting his spine back together now he walks he doesn't only just walk but you know he travels the world and does these talks and all about you know the power of the mind on the body and he does these research um studies so he's got actual data to show right on on what's going on with the brain in a person's body and how like he does like adrenal saliva tests and blood tests and t- and tests people before and after meditations and showing these shifts in a person's body like so that was one of my biggest last steps is because I kept relapsing, even though I had all these other places, these pieces in place. And that's what really pissed me off. Cause I'm like, really, why am I here again? And then I started hearing about, like, I read the body keep score.
0: Yes. Um, such a good oh, book.
1: God, that book jacked me up. So triggering. <laughs> I'm sitting on the couch, just ugly crying, you know, reading this book. My husband's like, what what are you doing i'm like this girl and he's like no don't say anything more and having like, trauma
0: release <laughs> oh my gosh
1: you know but he talked a lot about you know neurofeedback and eft and you know and some of these other cool stuff and that's really what started that journey and then i found uh dr amy apigian she's also a part of mindshare uh, she's the biology of trauma and she taught some somatic experiencing work i've done drns i've done uh it's kind of similar to Dr. Gupta. Um, there's uh, heart math, right? So there's a lot of research out there right now going into this fight or flight right response in this rest and digest. And if you think about it, we it doesn't matter how good your protocol could be if a person is still stuck in fight or flight, they're not in rest, digest, and heal. Yeah. yeah. So it's like step number one. And that's part of the reason I I've been searching for kind of an easier, gentle way in because, you know, talk therapy is kind of proven to keep people triggered, right? It keeps them in that, that response. And so I didn't want, you know, I'm not a therapist. I didn't want to go into talk therapy. I do love the somatic experiencing work, but there's still got to be something a little bit more powerful on. So I just kept digging. And then when I was at Mindshare this last year, I, I, they had um, Ness as the company and I did a scan with them. And I, I mean, that was in October and I've since become a certified practitioner um, have done over 65 scans since then. Like it's been a, a nuts last month and a half. So um, it's it's what I've seen it do in my life has been huge. And like I said, I was already pretty dialed in, and I still got to another level that I didn't even know was possible. I used it on my cat. She uh, has been itching. I've changed up her food. I've done food sensitivity testing. I've got her on an all raw diet. Like I'm doing all the right things, and this cat is still itching herself bald in spaces i've this is the first time skin came up number one priority in her scan and then she's taking these infusuticals, is what they call them it's been about a week and a half she's not itching I can't wait until that hair actually goes back longer, so that way I have before and after pictures. I was
0: like, I, I, yeah. I'm sure you'll have. It. I was sitting there thinking, yep. I'd love to see it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great. Yeah.
1: It's been, it's been it, because Lyme mold folks, autoimmune. They are a lot of them are so sensitive that you know even yes. any kind of supplement that you put them on they hurt.s Yes. You know? and so that's what I love about this is because it goes to it's not the physical body. It's it's actually working on our energetic body, which it's it's a field. It's a magnetic field with with information in it and, thing, and energy can get stuck, you know, just like um, a computer software, right? We can have the wrong software. We can have the wrong software playing. We can have energy stuck. We can have a virus in the software, right? That's what this stuff kind of does is helps recode and download new software into our bodies to where the other stuff that we're doing can actually work.
0: You know, one thing I, I appreciate hearing what you shared and all that, Heather, and thanks for detailing all that, is um, your 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 journey, you actually tried a lot of stuff. And I appreciate that you're kind of, while you're very open to what you're willing to try, and like you said, <laughs> Lyme folks, you're like, you're willing to try anything. The controversial stuff that's like scary and the controversial stuff that's like, that shouldn't work, you know, but um, I've actually had a lot of clients do rife. I've had a lot of clients do EFT. I've had a lot of clients do DRNS, Heart Math, um, and it's so interesting. Here you mention all these things, and I'm like, yes, these are these are things that people are trying to do to balance their nervous system, uh, on top of talk therapy and. I mean, they're just, they just know, I think most people, if you're really sick enough, you, you have a a humility factor of like, I think my nervous system must be a part of this somehow. But the question is, how do you access it? What's a good way to access it? And for you, you've found that bioenergetics is both safe and effective (laughs)
1: Absolutely, And, and gentle. That was like the key. Number one thing. It's gentle. It's a gentle, effective, you know, subtle, Like I had a client through the day. She's like, oh, my poop is already softer and I'm not as constipated. You know, another one who's like, oh, I've got more energy. And another one, you know, for me, it was, I haven't remembered dreams in years. I remember every single dream. Now, every morning I'm telling my husband about the crazy dream that I had the night before, which has never happened. Um, My moods have been more stable. I'm not as reactive. Like that's a beautiful thing. Like you have much more control. I feel (laughs) it's just centered and calm. Like uh, I'm not flipping people off on the highway. Like it's a beautiful thing.
0: Now, I think I saw you, you, you held it up quickly and I know our, our listeners can't see it, but it looks like, so it, the, the bioenergetics, it's like a device. That's, that's part of how this works.
1: Well, there's a a couple different parts to it. So there's software on the computer. Um, There's like a hand cradle if you're in person. And if you're not in person, you actually record your voice. And then it's got all these screens and it'll show you all this different information of what's being triggered and where and what the energetic blocks are and what it means. It also comes with like all these educational videos that help puts you in the driver's seat of your own healing journey, right? Because like Einstein said, you know, we can't solve a problem from the same energy at which we created it. So we need to look at something from a different perspective to, in order to have a different result. And so that's, that's part of it. And then this is a, a, either a handheld. So it's a PEMF device as well as a TENS unit. And it can also be used remotely. Um, Don't ask me to explain how that works because that's just still a little too outside of my uh, You're like, you physics,
0: know. I'm not a physics person. Exactly. <laughs> oh my works. gosh. This
1: course, <laughs> when we got into it, it was so much physics right off the bat, yes. which I love. But man, like I get it on an intuitive level, but to, to eloquently explain it to somebody, I'm like, ah. I, I'm getting better, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's a yeah, a couple different pieces to and then and then it comes with, like I said, infaceuticals, which are like homeopathics, but they're not homeopathics. They're actually um structured water um that are imprinted with 10,000 volts of electricity uh with this information that your body is lacking. So like I said, that's like the downloaded software, and you take them every day to kind of help recode your body for what it needs. And since I started taking, like I said, that's that's really when things started to get kind of magical is when I started taking those Um, I, I just, I still can't get over just how cool it all is. There were systems before to where they would have to, people would have to send me their voice scan every day and every day they'd have to listen to these tones. And it, it was really clunky and like tied to this machine. And I was at Mindshare and I couldn't do any of my self-care because I was too busy spending the first hour of my day sending everyone their scans. And I was just like, there's got to be another way to help people out with this. That's not going to drive me bonkers. Like I should be able to go on vacation every now and then. Right. And then, like I said, I just so happened at Mindshare, there's these folks that are bioenergetics. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) heard the founder speak and was like, okay, I'm in.
0: (laughs) That's great. And I mean, this is this episode I'm choosing to not like try to do a deep dive or prove anything about energetics. Honestly, it's, I I find it's been a very long journey, even for myself to go from, you know, okay, this energetics thinks people say it works and I'm not going to like knock their experience to, to feeling like, okay, I understand some of these principles and I've seen it work on myself. And then, and then there's still more growth as far as like, and there's still things that seem kind of magical or or unfamiliar. And I, and all I can know is, you know, there's lots of things that can seem magical until you understand them. So. So, um, I'm going to, even for our listeners, if you're like, you haven't proved it, I'm sorry, we're not trying like, <laughs> but I am trying to like, if someone's interested in the bioenergetics, I want them to be able to imagine like, well, what's, what's the process like? And of course, now we've answered, can it be remote? Can it, does it have to be in person? And the answer is they can do remote. And then like, what's the treatment? It's, it's water that is then it's merely and, and water is actually a great way to hold energy like water has a very interesting properties uh, where it even with heat, for example, it's one of the reasons water is such a bad that you can get burned way worse with water than metal because water retains the, the vibration of heat better than than metal right metal heats up and cools down really fast water heats up more slowly cools down more slowly and that actually even impacts things like weather so all that to say if somebody wants to say energetics is not a thing or what w- w- sure electrified water i'm like actually water is a great vehicle for this um right so <laughs> but all this being said uh, even for the parts we can't fully understand that that would be what a treatment might be like would be and this would be you know if someone's really working with you if in the, in your fullest capacity, it's only one portion of what you're doing with them, because you're you're looking at every single piece that could be healed.
1: Absolutely. And it is an absolute foundation. It's, it's where I'm working with anybody, because I've just learned the hard way. And with too many folks that if you do not address the nervous system and some of these emotional blocks in the system, that everything else we're doing is not going to get you as far. And you're going to end up having to kind of circle back and repeat it and pick it up anyway. So why not start at the beginning? And so, and it was funny too. So like another FDN, Wendy Myers, the Myers detox. You oh, I her?
0: love her. Yes. She's a huge,
1: huge proponent for Ness. Like you can go on YouTube and type in her name and Ness and she's got videos that come up all over the place. So I have a tendency to back, I, I have a tendency to recognize genius and then, and then jump on board. Like when I met Reed, I was like, ah, that, yeah, that's, that's what I need to do. You know, Wendy Myers, holy crap, she's backing this. I'm in, you know, like it was a no brainer for me. Like the, uh, yeah, no brainer.
0: You know, I'm I, I went into this podcast episode with with a pretty open mind as far as like not quite knowing. I'm like, look, we're going to talk about Lyme. We're going to talk about gut health and the intersection of the two. And I knew I wanted to touch on bioenergetics. But what I've been intri- intrigued by this, I don't know if you noticed that a theme that's popped up at almost every portion of our of our discussion is gentle. And and I I'll probably end up titling this and everyone's going to be laughing because they already see the title when they're listening to it. But how to gently get rid of Lyme. It's it's about, you know, you don't have to put napalm. You you can change your lifestyle and strengthen the host of the body. Get rid of other things first that the body's ready to get rid of. Do some bioenergetics. You don't have to talk through trauma. You don't have to even read. The body keeps the score and cry on your couch, right? Um, you can start working things on a, both a subconscious intuitive level, be working with things on a more global level. And as your body gets stronger help it push stuff out. And, and, and the reason this, this makes me very excited because something I say a lot, I think actually maybe Reed might've said, I don't know who said it. I'm, I am actually imitating other people who've said this phenomenal thing. Uh, but it is that when you are, the disease is the state of, of being dis dis a state of unease. Right. Um, And so even if you're having to work 120% of your health just to sort of feel okay, right? People who are working, they've got a parasite and they're so they're on a low FODMAP diet and they're doing all the stuff to manage their symptoms and they sort of feel a little bit better, but they're still working so hard. They're still in a state of disease. And if you're working so hard at your Lyme and your nervous system trauma and you're doing your talk therapy and you're throwing the hard core antibiotics at your body, like that's actually not the state of health. It's still the state of disease and it's going to perpetuate that until your body feels that it's safe and it's invited and it, and it can relax and, and it's, and it's okay with where it's at. I find there's even a healing aspect of saying, you know, I'm not, I don't feel great every day, but I'm actually okay with who I am right now and where I'm at. And I just know I'm going to get better the next day and the next day, even that can be invitational for that healing of I mean, you're nodding your head. I'm just waxing eloquent a little bit because again, I'm not a Lyme expert and I, and I, and I, and I would, I will always refer people, um, to somebody else who works with Lyme like yourself now that we know each other. But, um, but I like that it's, it has that similar principle that I work with of let's do this gently. You don't need to willpower and shame yourself into avoiding (laughs) sugar. Right oh you're laughing if that right.
1: worked so well you know if that worked so well shaming and all that shit and like no, it- I mean, yeah I mean that's how I grew up was that you know suck it up buttercup and you know no pain no gain and all that bullshit 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 that I've had to un- unravel and I never am I, so you laugh and I laugh too like gentle like pfft. I never in a million years but I thought that I would be looking for anything gentle because that's not even in if you can't tell I'm kind of a I'm a strong personality. Right. I kind of, I'm very, you know, I can be forceful. I can be intense just period. And sometimes, you know, you need to take a different approach. Not everything needs, you know, not everything is a, is a nail, you know, so you have to have a different tool than a hammer. And that's kind of how I went my whole life. And that's what a lot of these doctors were doing was just going at it as like a hammer and nails. And, you know, I needed most people, especially that have been sick for so long, they can't handle that. They can't handle that. And you have to. And I was even confused in the beginning. I was like, well, crap, how am I going to work with these sensitive people? Like I don't get sensitive people like, like get over it. Right. Suck it up. Like, how are you going to get better? Like, this is just part of the game. No, 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 Heather. There's actually a gentler way to do this. And the more you keep pushing like that, the more you're causing more dysregulation of their nervous system. You you can't go in like that. You can't. And yeah.
0: I, I mean, and again, I'm, I, I'm feeling this deeply in my heart. I'm hoping our listeners can feel that. Uh, the. I find, I don't know why, I don't know why, but a lot of the people who I'm working with who are just super sick, they're also, they're so committed. They're so willing to do so many things that are hard and they are ready to grit their teeth and do the hard thing. They're like, if, if you tell me to jump, I will say how high. And and we're sh- we're we're shocked when it gets to be gentle and we're almost like there's this disbelief like it it can be that that gentle and one of the- one of my aha moments happened to be when i received my first treatment of craniosacral therapy yeah. which i didn't know i was going to be receiving cuz i was actually at a pelvic floor therapist no. office and i didn't know what it was. Like I just was like, oh, it's pelvic floor therapy. Um and it's so gentle and it was the first time it clicked in my head of like maybe gentle is what I need. Mm. Maybe gentle is effective. Maybe gentle isn't slow or weak or like <laughs> well, I guess I'm just not trying that hard. Like maybe and 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 it turns out that that's exactly what you need when you're actually in that place of maybe it's your personality. Like I'm a I'm a Enneagram 1 type A, you know, like I've got all that stuff like I'm going to I keep my boxes in a row and, and all this stuff. And, and actually part of the healing that we need is not to say like stop being that way, but to say, let's, let's open up and learn a new skill and invite that, that in that gentleness. And that's going to be a part of the healing. And I think as health providers now and, and practitioners working with people, it's now part of our role to help them explore, you know, you're helping other people explore what it's like to approach their health in a gentle and effective way. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I always used to uh, coincide um, or uh, think of uh, gentle as, as weak as well. Mm. You know, even like the, I mean, my mom was like super masculine, right? So even growing up, the feminine I wasn't even allowed to be feminine because the feminine was kind of thought of as weak, you know, so it's a whole area in my life. And I think that's why so many women have a higher rate of autoimmune is because we're in the wrong energy, right? We're in this push, 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 push of a, fem- of a, ma- of a masculine energy and it's, it's making us sick, right? And so right. I-, I- Had to, if nothing changes, nothing changes. I had to figure out a different way of kind of going in and starting at the beginning. And then, like I said, as we go through, it's been amazing how some people don't even need the hard, heavier stuff. Yeah. I have one testimonial. She says it felt like a miracle. Like she had, she suffered from kind of like, um, Alios Daniels syndrome, you know, with a oh, lot
0: of, it's called yeah. I mean, easiest way to call it is EDS, but Ehlers-Danlos syndrome where your, uh, your soft tissue, your connective tissue gets too, too loose and there can be all sorts of types of it.
1: Yeah. Her body was always going, she was always losing, you know, parts, her shoulder would go out, her knee would right. pop out. Right, would pop out on a regular basis. And we again, started with her, like we did everybody else at the beginning. And within three months, her body wasn't popping out of joint anymore. Her inflammation was down. It was work you know, and just making some simple like diet, get her off of her food sensitivities and work on healing her gut. Like just the FDN basics, you know, I I'm like just the FDN basics, but she was like, ah, it was like
0: a miracle. I know people are like what do you do in FDN? that's so different And you're like I, it seems obvious what we do like what everybody else should be doing but yeah i mean it's it's the basics uh, plus it's- some really good and in, in i think really really wise testing not testing uh, that you don't need um some i mean it's just... <laughs> i i did so it's it's so different it, um i did so many things prior to to, to getting healthy um the low FODMAP diet, all the things that there's a similarity in FDN, but it's how you think about everything. That's so different, right? FDNs are familiar with diet types. They're familiar with getting rid of foods that can cause problems, but we also aren't like, I feel like it's almost like we're not hard asses. Like, like you, you have to be on the low FODMAP diet the rest of your life. That's it. Like there's,
1: I don't know. I'm kind of a hard wisdom.
0: You're right. I don't know.
1: Because I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I've just seen too much of it. And like Whitney, you know, she's one of my favorite mentors in FDN. She's kind of a hard ass too. Like what, especially when it comes to the gluten and, and the grain thing, um, especially with autoimmune, like you, you can't, there's, there's, there's no collect, you, you can't, you not if grains are like part of the big bads as she calls them that are causing a lot of this dysfunction to begin with. And so like, in that aspect, I can be a hard ass of like, this is what's causing the problem and you probably should never add it back in unless you (laughs) want to get that problem again, you know? So, yeah, I mean like super restrictive. No, but I mean, I'm kind of a, if, if you're going to do grains then I'm, I'm more of a, of a Western a price type person, you need to properly, soak and sprout and 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 prepare them properly so that our body can actually digest them and they're not being hurt by them but these days our grains are so polluted with molds and toxins and fungicides and everything else that i just it's almost easier just to say just stay off grains
0: well i'm gonna i'm gonna make a note um to any of our listeners if you're listening to this and you're like i don't want to work with heather or allison i want to get become an fdn If you want that, I'm going to be putting a link in our show notes so you can go and become an FDN yourself because there are definitely plenty of people who go and get FDNs who they don't have another medical background, but it helps them walk through their own healing process. And then after you're done with getting your FDN certification, you can help other people like you if that floats your boat, or you can just be a phenomenal health investigator for yourself. But I was just inspired to share that. So, well, Heather, it's been super awesome to have you on the podcast. If how if somebody wants to connect with you after listening to this, what is the best way for them to do so? Uh,
1: I am in the middle of rebranding. When actually when do you think this will go out?
0: It, probably a month or two okay, at cool. minimum.
1: So yeah, so it'll uh my website, thelimeboss.com. Okay. Email me at heather at Limeboss.com. Those, both of those ways. So there's a, an awesome, like new seven video series that I did on cooking, real cooking for real life. And it's funny and entertaining and educational, but it teaches you how to make quick, easy, yummy meals that are healthy in like 20 minutes or less. And so if you go on my website, you can download that video series.
0: Awesome. And just to ask, um... That is updated with your current rebranding.
1: So I, it will be by the time this goes out. So I'm going to have to send you the new links.
0: Okay. Cause I have real cooking for real life video series, but that'll be a different link. Cause I see discovering health FDN yep. and your rebranding to the Lime boss. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Glad I didn't say any of that earlier then. Um, Cool. So if you guys want to connect with Heather, then just check out the Lime Boss and we will have all those links in our show notes for you. And so you can get an access to her free video series as well. Awesome. Yes. Well, Heather, thanks so much for coming onto the Better Belly podcast. It's been great honestly, education for me. I'm so excited that we've had a Lyme expert onto the podcast now, and I hope that you had a great time here as well.
1: Of course I did. Are you kidding? Anytime I can geek out about health and FDN and gut health and all the things, like I'm a happy girl.
0: Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? Drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you in there. Catch you guys next week.